This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Welcome back to The Bondage Gaze. I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. And today we have Cody and Jackson. Hello. Hey, there. <laughs> hey guys. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for, for having us on. It's super exciting. Yeah, it's great. So this is the first time we've had two guests at once, so this should be an interesting challenge. Yeah, uh, as we were saying before, trying to yeah. um, not interrupt each other is going to be super fun. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We have that get- We have that problem with everyone. We have that problem <laughs> when it's just Nat and I. We're both attention whores. <laughs> and I also just have my really loud voice, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep up with you in those earlier episodes. I'd finish the day and have no voice left. <laughs> now I know the lightning can just be fixed in post-production. So let's kick this off. Would you like to take a minute to tell our listeners a bit about yourself? How about Cody? You go first. Okay, um, well, I am uh, Inmate Cody on Twitter. I think that's probably the best place that people could engage with my content if they want to after this. Myself and my partner, Inmate Jackson, uh, make content for mainly Twitter now, and we just generally explore our kinks and do it as publicly as we possibly can because, uh, like yourselves, I'm an attention whore, so <laughs> I want to show everybody everything that I do, and I think you're one of the same, aren't you, Jack? I'm very much the same. I mean, if you just look at my Twitter, you could just, it just screams attention whore. Please pay attention <laughs> to me. But shy attention whore. It's like, am I such a good puppy? <laughs> but Please yeah, call me an attention whore. But we need to go you in. Like, you're a good puppy, but we need to go you in with like some snacks or just some attention. Without the attention part, just call me a whore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? At least we're all self-aware attention whores and whores. Well, yeah, for for sure. And not to immediately bring up the issue of uh, of, of OnlyFans, but I did say that we we primarily make content for Twitter now for quite obvious reasons. Um, but we did used to be um, fairly active on XTube and Instagram and OnlyFans, but not so much anymore. Okay. Well, I did think that when you mentioned XTube earlier. Was it your profile I was reading you got delete banned from XTube? So I was um, included in the grand purge of XTube where I was actually quite lucky that I only had half of my content deleted, but a lot of quite close friends that I have had all of their content deleted. Uh, I didn't know there was a grand purge on XTube. Was that similar to Pornhub's um, purge? It was at the same time as Pornhub, okay. so Xtube is um, underneath Pornhub's umbrella of companies, and they, at the same time as uh, uh, Pornhub was having the issue with MasterCard and, and all that stuff, so they had to delete a lot of their content, uh, that affected, own, uh, sorry, Xtube, and Xtube had to go through and delete anything that they thought was potentially risky. Okay. So that meant that meant a lot of my content that was paid for content that actually made us the money that we used to then buy a lot of our gear, um, that was just gone overnight. Oh. Did you have backups of any of it, or you just lost uh, it? Some of it. Um, yeah, some of it. I mean, I I probably should have, uh, given my profession, probably had a lot more backups, but uh, I didn't, because 
you know, it's not something you think is going to happen. So yeah, you don't and you it. just get you get lax with it. You start posting mm. more content. You get you get busy. You kind of forget about your old content because yeah. it's just always there. So you don't no, think it would for happen. Sure. Yeah, and, and me and Jackson had been creating. Um, we started on XTube, so we've been creating on XTube uh, since the start of our relationship. So it was, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird consequence, quite a large part of our relationship. Uh, not enough that it affected us, but, you know, a large enough part that when it went, we were both a little bit sad about it. And, you know, there, like you say, there's content on there that, that we lost. It was because of the way that XTube handled it was content that we, we couldn't ever really recover because, like, they don't keep track of naming structures and things. So when something deleted it's gone so you can't see what they deleted you can just see uh, that it's it's disappeared it's unnamed it's gone so yeah it made things really uh really hard for us yeah so i actually didn't realize that the purge was because of you know, mastercard visa all those payment processes i thought it was more just to crack down on like revenge porn and shit because i know pornhub it seemed to delete anything that wasn't made by a verified user yeah so and that's the interesting thing yeah. about what uh, xtube did you know as a reflection of pornhub is that most creators on XTube were verified. So, I was talking to um, a few people at the time, and obviously all of their content got purged, so it made things super difficult for us in particular, but the interesting dynamic behind it was that my understanding of the situation was that Pornhub had an issue very similar to what OnlyFans recently had, where they had payment processing problems, um, or at least that's what they said publicly. And basically, Pornhub went back on their libraries because they were, MasterCard were upset, this is my own interpretation, MasterCard were upset that there were a few articles out there that there was revenge porn on Pornhub and that there was child porn on Pornhub, right? Two big fucking problems that you don't want to oh, yeah. And especially things as MasterCard doesn't want to be processing payments for. So... You know, it meant that Pornhub essentially looked at their libraries and said, it is easier for us to delete, I think it was 60-some percent of their content, just delete all of that and let people start to re-upload and we'll verify it. And then must have sent down the letter to, you know, all of their other platforms like PornMD and Xtube and, you know, um, all these other things and say, you know, you got to purge your content. Now, I xtube have always been a little bit shitty at managing their content and managing their creators they have two people on staff that deal with relations or at least they used to right so they had two people on staff that would deal with creator relations that's two people and you know outside of their working hours you can't get them so it means if anything goes drastically wrong like when half of my content gets fucking deleted i have no one to go to i have no one to ask I can start a support ticket, but how long is that going to take to be yeah. answered? And I don't know what's happened, and then obviously you see it. But I assume what essentially happened was that Xtube staff is very small. They get this letter from Pornhub saying, you've got to look for your content and purge it. And they just decided to just wipe out half of their, their creators. And that meant that anybody that was producing bondage content or anything a little even more risky than that, like water sports or something like that, they were completely wiped out. Um, there was a channel as well, I can't remember his name, um, I know his first name, but obviously that's not helpful here. But I know his channel got completely wiped out, and basically all the content that we produced was um, edging content. 
it was people tied up being etched, and that is not risky in any way. No. But it's it's the bondage. They had an issue with bondage. That was their problem. But you know, before the purge started falling up, because mm. I posted stuff as a verified user, my first four videos were fine. Video number yeah. five, which at the time was like the best video I'd made. Like it was the tenth one film, but I was so happy with it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna post that next because I want it out there. Half an hour in, it's like your video has been flagged for a review. I'm like, okay, so some fucking cunts reported it. No worries, yeah. I'll fix it up. Yeah. It's no, there's nothing wrong with it. They freaking deleted it. Yeah, and then. And I emailed them and they're like, oh, sorry, they flagged it as, what was it, non-consensual or incapacitation. I'm like, duh, it's fucking bondage. Like, are you going to remove the whole bondage category? Like, what the hell? And I didn't don't think they actually would. Sorry, everyone, I'm responsible for the purge, apparently. <laughs> um, you broke like, oh, the internet. I did. It's not a compliment. <laughs> I, I hated it because I couldn't ever really express my views on it. And that's the thing that annoyed me is, yeah, I have, I'm lucky enough to have, you know, a, a, although it is a small one, a platform. And I'm lucky enough to have, a, you know, I consider a lot of people who are willing to listen to what I say. But I am essentially then, you know, one of a better term, whinging to the people who, you know, have in the past spent money to watch my content. Yeah. And now, and that's the worst thing about what Xtube did was there were a lot of people who bought my content, who have unlimited access to the content they bought, who had it deleted from their libraries. No refunds, no nothing. And then they're hitting me up on Twitter DMs and being like, can you send me that video? And I'm like, I don't know what the video was. You know, I honestly wish I could go for my phone, find that video, send it to you, but you send me a title, and I have, you know, that's not the same title I use for my file names, so you send me this title, that's something that I made for the sake of metadata, you know, I'm trying to gauge something better to Google and stuff, you know, like, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me, and it's a really sad thing, so it's like, I'm then sending out free trials to OnlyFans instead. Yeah, but, so I got them to review those posts, they told yeah. me compliance will get back to me, it has been a year and I still haven't heard shit. Maybe three months later, they're like, oh, hey, we're still looking at it. That was when they did the purge and nothing. Mm. So, but you know what? They did me a favor because that video got deleted. So I'm like, okay, I'll try it with the next one, but I'll add a disclaimer to say, hey, well, this is consensual. It's role play, basically. And they still deleted it. So it's like, yeah. well, guess Pornhub doesn't want me. I will go do OnlyFans. And I've said before. Hasn't that worked that well for a It really has. I mean, <laughs> I thought it was going to fuck me over last month, like everyone else. And I've said before, I don't make enough to live off of. Like, I'm not going to quit my job over my OnlyFans revenue. But it's a little bit of extra pocket money. It's significantly yeah. more than the 68 cents in ad revenue I made on Pornhub. So Pornhub, I'm glad you still have my other four videos. But I guess... You did me a favor, so thank you. And what you were saying about people paying for content and even them losing it, that was my concern with OnlyFans too, because I had people that, like one or two people that have subscribed for 12 months, so they paid up till June next year, and then something mm. I can't post from October? Like, that's eight months of content that people have paid for that they then can't access. Like, OnlyFans, are you, were you going to refund them? Or if I go over to Just for Fans, you can't give free trials, but you can give discounts or cheaper trials. That was one of the prop things I was thinking I'm going to have to figure out how to compensate these people because I don't want anyone losing out because terms and conditions change when they've paid to yeah. see me. But thankfully, no. it's, no. we're going to keep well, going. Business as usual. The, the thing with, with OnlyFans is it's like some people have really nice ways of doing it. I know that Storage Center on Twitter, he, if, if you subscribe to his OnlyFans, you get a link to his, like a, it's like a Google thing where it has all of his content in it. 
Okay. And it's like, once you subscribe once, you have all of his content. And I kind of like that concept. It's kind of a nice thing that you're, you know, you pay me once, you're getting everything. And I, 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 I although I can respect that, I, I don't think it's a tactic I'm going to take. But it's like, with OnlyFans, with the, with the strategy that they were going down, it seems very much like they were going to lose absolutely everything they've ever cultivated. Yeah. Because they lose most of their creators. Your fans would have been disappointed not because you couldn't post, but because you would have lost all of your content. They would have just scrubbed your whole thing clean anyway. Yeah. So you'd have had nothing, and, you know, they wouldn't have been able to... Their tw like you say, their 12-month subscription is not only useless because they can't see your new content, but it's useless because they can't even see the old stuff. So it's like, as creators, we all panicked because we were like, how do we possibly compensate all of these people? Because it doesn't just affect OnlyFans' bottom line, it affects all of ours because then we have a lot of, you know, it's not hate, it's disappointment, but it's <sighs> it's flooded all then directed towards us when it's, it's not really us that's doing it. We just want to put our content out in a safe environment and there just doesn't seem to be one. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up the Google Drive idea because that was one of the things I was thinking, being like, well, hey, you have eight months left. You can pick 32, like one video for every week. Yeah. You can have one of them and I'll give you the Google link yeah. for it. Like, uh, but I guess I have the advantage of, because I'm very much into like financial planning and spreadsheeting and all that shit, I have a very organized list of what videos, what. I don't have them saved. Like, I think my first like 20 videos are all like in the right file, correctly named. The rest of them, I mean, they're named and numbered, but they're not, they're all over the place because I'm just working on content and not working on <laughs> organizing. But at least <laughs> they've got the name title. They're, the file name matches the name title, so I can easily go and find mm. them. They're there. A lot of them still have the raw audio, raw video as well. So if worst comes to worst, I could go and re-edit it, which unfortunately I deleted a lot of the old ones. And as I'm reposting them, I'm like, oh, the editing of this is so bad. Like, it was all right for a year ago, but now that my skills have gotten better, I'm like, oh, I wish I had the raw file so I could go and fix this up and fix that up. But now I'm just trying to fix up the edited version. Yeah, I yeah. think for for yeah. some people on I our on our earlier videos, they won't know this because I was like, I couldn't. You were just saying you kept all like some of the raws. I really wish I could have done that for some of the early stuff, mm. but some of my earlier content, I was stupid enough to film them on cine cameras, so it's all ProRes, so it's giant fo file formats. It's like, for a 20-minute video, it's like 100 gig, you know, it's massive. <sighs> Um, so yeah, uh, those are all very much deleted. They are gone. Yeah. Um, it's now filming on phones instead because that seems to make more sense for uh, for this kind of content. But yeah, I um, I was foolish enough to to try to you know bring real cameras and real lighting into into this, and it just it doesn't seem to work. Does it? Setting up the tripods and all my lighting doesn't <laughs> work for you. Well, that's interesting because I've been thinking maybe that's where I should go. Like Brandon has been suggesting we get a GoPro, and particularly yeah. so his most recent yeah. phone he bought. His he did buy the slightly upgraded version just for a better camera and it's mm. been a bit of a teething issue we've been trying to figure it out and he to his credit he has been absolutely great with like focusing and filming but so many times it like auto focuses and then i can't really fix that in editing no of course not so yeah, there's been there's little split seconds where it'll like autofocus in some of my newer videos and it's really frustrating but he's been constantly like changing around the settings so we're working on it but if we yeah. can't get it yeah. to work we're gonna have to go for a gopro yeah i mean we've used a gopro before and it just gets some some interesting angles for some yeah well we use it for pov though right yeah. so we we had some quite popular um content go up that was multiple cameras so two cameras for like uh 45 degrees from either side of, of the subject and then gopro either chest or head so that i can switch between three cameras for like a 15 minute video or whatever and 
I'm capturing absolutely everything because I can capture like my hand shots coming in and doing whatever I'm doing with Jackson and then pull back and you get to see everything that's happening as well. So it, it does make for some kind of engaging content. You feel like you're more in there with what's going on. So I think people people enjoyed that. So that's a, it's an interesting way to use a GoPro if you are going to get it, is to sort of bring it into what you're doing and get real close to the action and, and, and show what's going on. Yeah, actually, that does sound really good. I do like playing around with like, camera shots, but to do that, I have to we have to physically change the angle. And yeah, I mean, as, as well with sort of like, you were saying that you think that going into sort of like getting as many cameras as possible may be the way to go like the only thing for us that you know maybe pulls us a little bit out is if you, if you think about like setting up like a really big scene like if you're going to do some really heavy bondage or whatever can sometimes a little bit take you out of the mood right because you feel sure. like you're into it like i'm, I'm here i'm into it i want to get going and then you go right we gotta set this up we gotta set this up we gotta set this up so we're getting all this gear out and laying it out getting ready to go if you then gotta add i've gotta get my lights out i gotta get you know a couple of tripods a couple of cameras gotta get the lenses you know oh those batteries charged you know it, it's adding a lot of compounding stuff this is the internal argument that we have all the time is let's set one room up and just leave it but i the idea of dedicating an entire room in our house to one thing uh, hurts me greatly yeah and also, you don't want to have to constantly use the same room. It's nice to like change up the backdrops. And yeah, and it, it's nice. It's nice yeah. to be able to fuck on the kitchen tabletop too, right? So, <laughs> can't say I've ever done that myself, but <laughs> if I could be sure my table would support my weight, then <laughs> it's definitely an option. There's actually, actually, now that you mention that, there's three rooms in this house I haven't used. Cause well, that back... sounds like a challenge. Well, that... Yeah, because I use my lounge room, I use my bedroom, I use the spare mm. bedroom, and I've used the bathroom, but then I've never done a video in the kitchen, which it's kind of like a kitchen dining room. Like It's not very big, but there is like a little adjoining part that's, I don't know, big kind of, there's one room. That's not important. Um, no, you need to give me great detail. I need to write all this down because I need a floor plan. I'll going. draw you a diagram. And then we've got our back room, which at the moment is full of shit. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say literally, but not literally. No, it's just full of so much crap that we just we don't have a place for. <laughs> and then I've never shot in my laundry too. I do have ideas for that, but it's tiled. It's cold. Oh come on! I am planning on doing a shower one very soon. I, I mean, I'm I'm su I'm surprised that you uh, have you not done that before. No, because okay, it's mainly because I, I never do shirtless content because I'm fat and I don't want people to see my stomach. That that is fundamentally no, untrue. Oh no, it's not. I've, this is why you only see shirt content because I just it's all gross. No a, shirt, a shirt's not gonna hide fat. Like you can't like surely not. I have seen your content. I disagree with you. Yeah, no look, it's not I'm not overweight specifically, but I'm not toned. I'm i I'm skinny fat, I guess. You you have to you have to be comfortable with the content you make. It's not it's you know, um if if you're if you're wanting to achieve something else before you do or if you want to do shirtless content, then I think that's an acceptable thing. Yeah. And because a lot of my content is cog ties, and they are just the most unflattering positions. <laughs> yeah, they, Even with a shirt, if it's like sort of hanging out a bit, it just looks like I'm sitting in a pool of fat. <laughs> do you, know how, you don't know how many times I'll be editing my video, and I'll be like, suck your, why didn't you suck your fucking gut in? <laughs> But if anyone, if I said that about it, if anyone said that about anyone else, I'd kill them. But we've been through that discussion. We're always our worst critic. Yeah, I did one video shirtless standing up, and that was that was enough. I'm thinking <laughs> I might do my might wear my white singlet and do a shower scene. Okay, yeah. no, that seems that seems like a cool a cool way to uh, 
achieve what you're wanting. I mean, I, uh, I, I obviously I work in the entertainment industry, right? So like during COVID, I, you know, did not work at pretty much at all, right? So I was like out for like six months or something like that. So I, I have gained weight where I did not expect to get. So I, I am not comfortable anymore. <laughs> But Which is funny because looking yeah. at you, you don't look. You look fairly slim as well. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, it's it, it is. It's all about you being comfortable, right? So if yeah. you're not comfortable with yourself, and I think that that's. I think there's a lot of judgment towards that kind of thing, and I I, I do think it's fine to not be okay with that as long as you're not too self-critical. I think it's fine to say, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not too comfortable with this. I can approve it, but I'm actively choosing not to because I enjoy donuts. And I am going to be wearing shirts. And uh, to be honest, I'm kind of into that. I'm into the club look anyway, aren't I? I I'm very. You are a little bit. Yeah, I'm real. I'm real into that anyway. So. I mean, clothes um, sometimes make the video. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and 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 especially if you're if you're the kind of person who's into sort of like the kidnap aspect, the, a kidnapped person is always going to be clothed. Yeah. So this yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, because I'm because with me, that's like, I mean, I also have like my body issues and all of that. Like mm. some of the first few things, I because I, I recently started showing my face on Instagram just months ago. But yeah, it's like, I mean, the first couple things I posted was just kind of me in thermals, like and like yeah, it's like I mean thermals, well those, and then plus those were when I was like a different size, so they're kind of yeah. small for me. So. Yeah, it's like like the like the first like thermal shirt I wore, like I felt like I was wearing like a sports bra, like just because of the way it fit like my chest and all of that. Um but yeah, it's like I mean guys seem to like it, but yeah, there's another video where it's like my full body and it's also kind of like a mid to sort of lower angle, which isn't really flattering. Like, because it just kind of shows my whole midsection. And, I mean, I'm a little embarrassed looking back at that. Yeah, like, I mean, because, yeah, it's like, I, you know, I feel like I'm the only one looking at it and, like, noticing these things and yeah. all of that. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I, I learned a long time ago because I... I... I just had to that you are like like you said Sammy you're your own worst critic and you just have to accept that you're going to look at it and pick it apart in a way that nobody ever will and you just have to step back and go I've done it it's happened I'm walking away from it I don't have to ever watch it again that's the benefit of being me I don't have to, have to look at it so I can edit it send it out into the waves and if people like it they like it if they don't I'll fucking delete it I don't care yeah, yeah, that was what I ended up having. That was the reaction I had with not only my shirtless video, but also my Halloween video. I can't rewatch that because it's so cringy. Oh, I'm definitely going oh. back and watching that now. How, what was your Halloween video? Explain it. <laughs> okay, so Johnny's Halloween Revenge. So we had a story of this guy who was left handcuffed to a fucking. It was my shower railing, but it was it was supposed okay. to be a. Not shower, like a bathroom, like a towel rack kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be an abandoned building, and then he finally got found after days, but by then he'd been driven to madness, and now he's stalking random guys every Halloween, taking his revenge. But, like, I did, like, a cheesy voiceover at the start, and then I did another one at the end, and just... I did it really fast, because I was trying to focus on the video content, and then the story, like, me narrating this... Like, me telling the story to the person I'm sitting there with, which was played by Brandon. But I did, there were a few little things I thought were funny. Like, in the flashback scenes, obviously I'm playing Johnny, and I'm playing myself. So, I had Brandon make a comment, like, why did you imagine you were him? And I'm like... <laughs> There's no way you could have known that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but 
yeah, listening to the voiceover and a couple of things I did in the scenes, I'm like, oh, this is so cringy. But yeah, hey, but... Halloween, I, I end up promoting it as the cheesiest Halloween video you'll ever see. So it is one <laughs> No, of but as, as you're explaining it, you're sat there smiling, so you clearly like something about it. Oh, I like the concept behind it. It was more It's more just my narration at the start and at the end that I'm like, oh, I sound so shit. <laughs> Maybe I can go back and re- redo that one day, but that day's well, not today. We'll be sure to watch it after the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, I am going to do it. I'm thinking about doing a sequel for this Halloween. Cool. Which may have already happened by the time this podcast airs. So if you've seen my <laughs> Halloween sequel, let us know how you, what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I even just remembered sort of what, uh, yeah, what, I, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, it's like, I mean, Sorry. another thing that I kind of wanted to get at was, I don't know, I feel like for me, to a certain extent, like, I feel like I'm, like, that much of a masochist that I kind of like the humiliation of something I post being just, like, a little unflattering. I mean, I kind of feel like that's just kind of, that's, and then in a way, that's kind of the name of the game with bondage in a lot of ways, because there's inherent humiliation involved with it, and, you know, like, when you brought it to reality, of like okay like a real captive kind of situation of yeah it's like i mean nobody's gonna give a fuck about what's you know, unflattering what, what looks pretty or unflattering or something if it's like something realistic so i think that's kind of another thing with me because i mean i notice like in like a lot of bondage porn and stuff like that you could kind of tell like if the model or the person doing the video or photography or something is a little too concerned about everything looking pretty of everything looking flattering and pretty and you know all of that and i feel like it kind of loses some you know some of the reality some of the like grittiness of bondage yeah and i i think you definitely you you've hit on that point that it is kind of, the base part of bondage is that it is this you know there there is this controlling aspect but there's this humiliation aspect straight away a lot of the ties and a lot of the ways of doing it and the restraints and things are inherently there to humiliate that's what they're for and, you know, yeah, we embrace it a lot because that's kind of what we want. And it's even like bondage harnesses and stuff. The whole point behind it was to, to denote somebody being submissive. Yeah. Which is, it's, you're literally announcing to the world as a whole that you are submissive. That's humiliating. It's meant to be humiliating. And yeah, we've embraced that. Now we go to Folsom and things like that wearing our pup harnesses and stuff, but... It, that doesn't take away from the fact that it was meant to do that, and that is why we probably, in you know, a, a deeper way, enjoy it. And then maybe a lot of the reason why a lot of us like sharing our content is maybe baked into that a little bit that we want to show it off. Yeah, I guess it's good that though that you have that attitude. It's kind of it gives you a bit of power in a way. Yeah. Because you're not like, oh well, people could be like, oh, well, I'm going to share this content that like paints you in an unflattering light. You're like, oh, jokes on you. I want to be. Yeah, I, I, I think actually, they say, don't, I know, kink, like, don't kink shape. Well, what if kink shaving is my kink? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, it's like I mean because I've. I've been, since I was on Tumblr, since Tumblr was a thing, I've encountered multiple people that, like, they're, they, they're with the bondage crowd, but they're not even really that into bondage. They're, like, humiliation is their thing. They have pictures and videos and stuff like that, like, of, like, I don't know, being in humiliating situations like that. And, yeah, it's like, I don't know, I feel like kind of becoming familiar with that, it's kind of like, well, yeah, because like, humiliation is a huge tactic used to, like, shame and punish people and things like that. And yeah. people don't have 
have that ammunition anymore if if you know you get your own enjoyment out of that and no no for sure and i i think you you it was like as soon as you said that i was like oh uh, yeah i completely have just remembered a weird thing that happened to me that i once did have somebody who had paid me for a commission back when i was doing things on deviant art which was very as a long time ago and when i was producing that content had commissioned me to do something i've given him my paypal address and my paypal address was linked to my real name, my birth name, uh, all of my details and everything. And I, I have, you know, I have a fairly unique name, so it's very easy to find me on Facebook, and then very easy to find all my family and friends. And have basically just said, you will now give me my money back that I gave you for the commission. You'll make this amount of content for me, and then um, I'll leave you alone. If you don't, I'm going to send all of these photos that you've already sent me and all of your content on your DeviantArt to your friends, family, and everyone else. And my response, verbatim in an email, was, do it, pussy. And I just, I was like, everyone knows, like, my friends, my family, everybody knows. You're not, you're not going to beat that, because there's nobody in my friend circle, there's nobody in my family, there is nobody around me that does not know about this, that does not know about all of the stuff that I do. Because if somebody says something to me, I, I'm going to be real about that. We mm. don't know how long how long we have in the world. Why wouldn't we be honest? Yeah. And just say, yeah, this is the kind of stuff we like doing. It's fun. Why not? So, yeah, everybody knows. So you can't, you can't beat it. <laughs> mm. you, and can I just say... To any of our listeners, although I don't think any of you would be like that, if you have any any plans on doing that or you've ever done that to someone, make no mistake, you are a fucking cunt. Yeah, no, um, uh, immediately, yeah. and I, I love the fact that we're now throwing the word cunt out there because I... I yeah. <laughs> oh, look, there's no other way of putting it. If you do that to someone, if you think blackmailing someone to get free content, that is the most one of the most disgusting things you can do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, 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 especially, yeah, it's like, especially the fact that it's like a fan, quote-unquote, of yours yeah. to do that. Yeah, like, exactly. so, they're someone, not a fan, they're a leech that wants free content. Yeah, they, want to pay, they wanted to pay me for my content and have then seen an opportunity yeah. to steal content. And that is a, it's a very interesting dynamic. It's like buying a burger from somebody at McDonald's and then slapping them across the face and saying, give me all your burgers. <laughs> it's just I was a manager in a fast food restaurant for a long time. I can confirm that people would fuck. Well, okay, no one's ever actually did that shit, but people would try and get swindle free shit out of you all the time. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would totally do that too. But regardless, I know. You'll I, be a hamburglar. Yeah, I, I mean, you literally, it's a mascot, right? I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be that guy. Sorry, viewers. <laughs> Cody has to leave. He's getting kicked out. <laughs> but no, it's. it's, it's because I've, I've, I've had friends on Twitter, um, you know, other kink people who have had their employers contact us. That's something that people have done where they found out where these people yeah. work and contact their employers. But I have also myself experienced somebody trying their absolute best to get as close to me as humanly possible to learn as much things about me as they can through my Twitter DMs. And, you know, they're asking questions like, oh, so what is it you do for work? And you tell them, and they're like, oh, so you, like, work for a company or you work for a thing? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's a bit, that's going a bit far. Like, let's mm. let's change the subject. Let's bring it back to, let's set some boundaries and bring it back to where it needs to be. Like, five minutes later, they're going, so is it that you work for a company or, like, you work on your own or, or what? And you're like, this is going back to this over and over and over again. What What is it? Yeah, you're sketchy as. 
So their 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 intention is to take is is because I don't know whether it's some sort of inherent thing maybe with certain types of kinksters that that's what they're into. But like, because some people like the whole aspect of taking something away. I guess it's like the Findom thing is like taking something away, right? So maybe, but it's a strange thing to go after somebody's profession. And I've had people try to do it. I work for myself. You're going to contact me and tell me that I'm a kingster. And I'm going to go, okay, cool. It's weird. It's very strange. And you know, that's even worse. Like, that's worse than contacting the families. Yeah. Okay, family, so- if you contact someone's families, that's a bit of embarrassment. But if you're going after someone's livelihood, like, that is unforgivable. I mean, both are unforgivable. That is just, yeah. You, yeah. Are, you are garbage. If I was going to put them on a bit of a hierarchy, I, I personally, just given the what we were talking about before the podcast, I could imagine a lot of people, and the reason why maybe he's tried, particular individual tried it with me, was probably because it worked, and, you know, maybe with other people. Because there's probably going to be people who maybe aren't even out to their families, right? So they're maybe not even out as gay, and then suddenly they're not just gay, they're being tied up by guys on the internet. You know, it's there's a very strange uh, level of humiliation to that where it could genuinely affect your ability to continue staying on this plane of existence. There, there are yeah. a lot of people yeah. who would rather die than, than, than have that level of embarrassment in their life. Yeah. And people just don't well, and think then because... about how their actions affect others. It's like, well, because it's, it's, you know, it's playing with a position of power. Like if you, you know, you have power over somebody, if, yeah, like, you know, you find out their, you know, their actual identity and, you know, and their friends and family and whatever, and you can, you know, dangle, like dangle that over them. Um, because yeah, it's like, I, I, I know somebody on Instagram who something like that kind of happened with them. Like somebody took pictures, like at like a kinky event, like, or like a gathering for, for a kinky event, someone took pictures and then, yeah, and then shared them with some of those, those people involved with that, like their like bosses and shit like that. And yeah, it's like, I remember cause he kind of went away for a little bit and then came back and then he kind of explained like, yeah, I'm no longer showing my face on here. I'm no longer like doing these things because like this happened and. Yeah. Two things I thought from that one, we've got enough, we deal with enough homophobia. We don't need yeah. to deal with this crap from our own community. And two, like, if you do that to people, they're just going to not post. So if you want to have no content, by all means, be a fucking blackmailing piece of crap. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like it's alienating yeah, it's yourself from the community. Because yeah. not to not to take it to a different place or change the subject too much, but it's like there's there's some people who will you know take people's content and repost it on Twitter, right? That's a really mm. common like, people taking people's content, pretending to be those people, whatever. But it's like you you know, regardless of how much you build that. Twitter page up or that Instagram or whatever and gain that much of a following, regardless of what you do there, you're never going to be in that community because there's going to be someone who comes along and it's going to be someone like me, unfortunately, or someone like, um, I know, for example, uh, James Bondage SX on Twitter. Uh, He very regularly has his content stolen. And every single time he does the same thing I do, he retweets it and he puts, it's my content, you fucking stole it. And immediately just outs that person to to literally everything. And that's, you know, that's the way you have to deal with it. And because Twitter has a terrible policy for removing content stolen so there's there's not much else you can do other than out that person so i just don't really see the point in alienating yourself from a community that you very clearly want to be a part of yeah you know you're, you're taking content why don't you just make a twitter page it doesn't even have to have anything on it and engage with the community comment on people's posts because i know for a fact i read every single comment that's posted on my my twitter posts yes yeah, i see everything that people that people respond to me 
and I engage with easily 90% of it. If you slide into my Twitter DMs, I'm very likely to, to respond to you. Don't laugh at me. I'm very likely to respond to you. <laughs> yeah. See? Your unread Twitter DMs. Oh, don't out me. Oh. <laughs> this is why we have couples on the show, because they can yeah. spill each other's okay. secrets. I, I, I respond to as many Twitter DMs as I can, but I, I will admit that I get more than I can handle. <laughs> oh. But well, I try. I totally, you know, like you do, Sammy, and you know, uh, like we all do. We try to engage yeah. with with our community. And if you come and try to engage with me, I will very likely engage back. And, and I think it's easy. Now that you mention that, that's kind of easy to sort of do that on Twitter because you have that retweet option. You could just be a faceless person. If you retweet, you're retweeting others content, then you've got a Twitter page that has content on it, but you're not stealing it. You're just yeah. promoting everyone. That that was like with reblogging on on Tumblr. Like, I mean, there'd be some shitty people that would reblog, but then delete all the other shit. Like, you know, like where like where it came from and all of that. But yeah, it's like I mean, that was. You know, when Tumblr was really going, that's, yeah, I mean, that was, like, one of the things. Um, even though people still steal shit and post it on Tumblr. And, yeah. and then, but yeah, but then people would, I, I, I know Paul from Capture Guys did, would do that a lot. Like, just call people out when they would post Capture Guys shit and take out the watermark. And... I was just about to say, I remember him calling a lot of people out for that. I remember he had a nice little handy flowchart. And they led to two options. One was, yes, you should credit the creator. The other one was, yes, you should credit the creator, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Look, if someone wants to see my sees my photos on Twitter or Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'd like to take that and repost it. Look, go ahead, but credit me. If you yeah. want to pinch one of my pictures and post it on one of those assortment pages, that's fine. But tag me in it and say, hey, this is substandard. If it's on Twitter, this is substandard Sam. Sam. If it's on Instagram, it's substandard Sammy too. Like, not that hard to give credit to the person who's no, making no, it. No, but... <laughs> This, this is the fundamental problem that, that as creators, because that's, you know, really, if we bake it down, that's what we are, we're content creators. Yeah. You know, this is the problem that every single content creator on the internet has. If you get to a decent enough following where you're reaching your fans, you're engaging with people, somebody out there has stolen your content, and that person is not crediting you. No. And that just, it, it, it affects everybody badly because eventually the person that's not crediting you or is, you know, intentionally not doing that uh, to, to be you, which is, totally happens. If those people are doing that, they're eventually going to get found out and their page is either going to get deleted or they're going to be hated and, you know, attacked or whatever, which yeah. is, again, unfortunately happens. And then, you know, for the people who are having the content stolen, they're losing page views, they're losing potential revenue, and they're not reaching their fans anymore because their fans are being migrated away somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so nobody benefits from this, but yet it happens on YouTube with big creators. It happens, um, obviously, for us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's just something that happens, and we have to accept it. I mean, there's two or three people on recon right at this moment that are using my my photos they're using photos of jackson they're using photos of me and yeah we're wearing pop ups and you can't tell really who we are but, but it's still it's your work con yeah it's our content i took the photos i own them they're taken upstairs in in our bedrooms in my office they're, they're mine and they're a piece of our relationship and it feels wrong for someone to then someone be hitting up on guys with our faces that's that's wrong yeah. absolutely I, I don't know why all this just reminds me of uh, you know, like how I said, I, re I recently started showing my face on Instagram, and it, it, it was funny, but also kind of flatter, weirdly flattering. <laughs> um, I started showing my face, and some of my followers said that 
they didn't know that the pictures were of me. They thought that they were like, I don't know, some some other guy I knew, or I don't know, something like that, like some model <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, um, no, that's that's just me. Like, yeah, it's all, that, when you get messages like that, it's like it's always it makes you day. <laughs> I had one person say that to me too. They're like, oh wait, you're the person in the videos. I thought it was a model. I'm sure they were just blowing smoke up my ass, but it was still nice to get a message like that. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll message you that tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> Does it, does, does it mean less after I've seen you actually talk? Yes, it does. <laughs> but I still like the compliments. I've made it off that I'll be like, ah, <laughs> And then I'll be like, yeah, you're full of shit. It, it, it just reminds me of that the, a joke in Family Guy was the, the you want your own homosexual. What do you eat? Attention. <laughs> still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full. So I was going to move on to question two. But we haven't even asked Jackson question one. So, inmate Jackson, would you like to take a minute to tell our listeners a bit about yourself? I mean, we, we kind of did it. Like, well, uh, you, well, Cody you touched on a lot of it for you, but yeah. So, like, you know, inmate Jackson on Twitter. I'm also on Pup Space, which is becoming quite a big thing in the pup community. I'm on there as just Pup Jackson because. You know, I'm like like to keep it a bit complicated, make sure keep people on their toes. But yeah, and it's, it's really it. I'm just certified bestest boy ever. Oh yeah, sure. Oh. Cody, can you confirm or deny? Um, so uh, no, yes. weirdly enough, you know, they're 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 the same initials, but it's just bad boy instead. Oh. Okay. So I think it sounds like someone's getting tied up tonight. Yeah. It, yeah. With the way I'm talking, it's probably gonna end up being me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's a lot of that. We have a question about that later on, so we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, so Cody and Jackson, so what are your fetishes? Oh, that is a broad question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I wish I could say like this, like so. I get this question a lot in like um, recon, where people just the the one line of "What are you into?" Yeah, and that is the broadest question I could ever be asked. I started in, like, the King community when I was 18, because that was the first year I could actually do it, obviously, legally. Yeah. So, I started when I was 18, so it's like, I have never in my life had vanilla sex. I just never have, because I've always been wow. into some level of kink, which starts with bondage and then leads to literally everything else, as far as I'm concerned. I have done, well, I've done, I've done a lot. I've never, the only thing I I, I have a hard limit about is um, any form of scat. I don't do scat at all. I don't yeah. obviously do anything that's permanent. But other than that, it's pretty much I'm into pretty much anything else tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Jackson's might be a bit of a, I don't know, a year shorter list. I don't know. Mine is a much shorter list. Is that what? Yours wasn't really a list. No, mine was, mine was everything. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Uh, my list slightly short. Obviously, like the bondage stuff that that we do. I think on top of that, if I just go through some of more of the stuff that kind of I don't enjoy. Yeah. So obviously the the scat stuff. Um, there are, there are a few things that I don't enjoy doing myself, but I do enjoy watching. So like water sports is something that I do enjoy watching other people do. Okay. And in terms of fantasizing about it, it's kind of hard to fantasize about it, but. I mean, Cody can probably verify that I'm a bit of a clean freak sometimes, <laughs> and so actual water, do, actually doing water sports in real life is something that is just not not really for me. Okay, um, sorry, can I just say, I'm getting deja vu. We might have discussed this on Twitter at some point. I don't know, Potentially, I don't yeah. Like, I don't feel like we have, 
but I feel like we've heard that before. I've... Well, I think it might be a, a quite a common opinion, to be honest. I mean, yeah. that's, to be entirely honest, that was where I started with Border Sports stuff, was that, you know, you start with the fantasy of it, because that's where it starts. You, then you, you lead into, like, I'm, now I'm watching part of it, I guess. And then it is just this, this, in my opinion, a switch where you just go, yeah, I guess I'm I'm obviously into that, and I'm going to have to try it. And for me, trying it was, was then the floodgate, one of a better term in the <laughs> that was a floodgate i i absolutely love war sports i love pretty much everything about it so yeah i'm i'm it is it is one of like if i if i had a, a list of kinks it would definitely be be included but it's maybe too many things to list okay yeah well so personally for me i don't really care to watch it i know sometimes mm -hmm. some guy posted a tiktok for himself pissing that was kind of hot he also had high socks on so that was uh... <laughs> kind of the draw card but anyway but i would like okay i haven't tried it in years i had a guy non-consensually piss in my mouth he stuck his dick in and just holding it there and i'm like what are you doing i was at 19 at the time and i was into bondage but i was aside from that i was still fairly new to it all and i was like what the f like I, obviously i'd heard of fucking water spots but i hadn't thought about it and then i just feel all this bloody liquid hit the back of my throat like so that's something that just happened. But I'd kind of, it's more of a curiosity thing. I would like to try it again. I'd like to be pissed on, pissed in, whatever. I don't know if I will like it when it happens, but I kind of want to give it a go. Yeah. But Brandon's not for it, which is understandable. Mm. I think we, we've tried a little bit before. No, the closest that we have got as a couple to um, yeah. war sports is uh, bubbler bottles on gas masks. So I don't know if you've, if you've seen those being used, but... Um, yeah. So, so it's essentially a bottle filled with liquid with a tube going to a gas mask and um, a tube going down into the bottom of the liquid. The only way to breathe is to pull the bubbles through the liquid a bit like the way a bong works, right? Okay. Um, so it makes breathing a little bit restricted, but not enough where you're not actually getting oxygen. So it is it is restrictive, but you get still clean a clean amount of air. So you're still getting oxygen, so that you're not going to be asphyxiated, right? But you still get the pressure and you still get the, a bit of the panic, right? So it's a very useful thing, and it's used, we use it fairly often when we use gas masks. And then if you add the extra element to it, where you replace the water with piss, you then have um, just the constant stench of it in your, like, the back of your throat and your nose constantly. So that's not just a humiliation aspect, but also it makes it, you don't want to take it into my mouth. To be fair, you're not too rude enough. You're about to say my piss smells you're bad. You're particularly rancid. Like, out Is that not the intention? That's, like, the point. <laughs> I, I work a, you know, a high-pressure job, right? So I drink a lot of monster energy. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> See, I think mine would yeah. be pretty okay because I drink a lot of water. Like, because I piss every five minutes because diabetes. I probably drink... Diabetes. I was going to try water spots. That, that's what I would like. I would like some relatively dilute piss. Yeah, but you yes, can do fine. your own. Mine isn't relatively dilute either. This, uh, no, can you tell this water. how often? <laughs> Why do you drink lots of water? The other eat lots of pineapples and drink lots of pineapple juice. So when you said nice fresh piss, nice fresh diluted piss, and the other gets nice sweet cum. 
Yeah, he's he's very much not into pineapple, so uh, yeah, not the way we're gonna introduce that. <laughs> oh. Well, you can eat the pineapple. Yeah, but he doesn't like the taste, so it's not gonna. Well, okay, I I can't say I've really tried it, but yeah, I'm like I don't know if it actually tastes like pineapple or yeah. if it just makes your cum sweet. Like, I mean, I think people even say that about sweets in general, of like eating cake or something oh, really? might do that. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 eat a lot of, I eat a lot of candy, and I don't I think, think we're both. <laughs> my, my, my cum is not, no. It is, yeah. It I, is I as salty say, as you'd expect. Hey, salty. That's interesting. You don't, you don't mind my cum, is what you're going to say. I can take it all over. So, like, I've swallowed guys' cum before, but it's, just, it's so salty, and, like, I've essentially wanted to spit it out. It, like, the last time where I saw Ojo found that was, like, no problem. I had no problem with that. It tasted fine. So, maybe, maybe it is. You just eat sweets all the time. Yeah, I, I live on candy. That's, that's who I am. So maybe you need to use, like, a cum rag and then gag him with it. Well, you know, there is, there is that, too. Oh, uh... no. Don't suggest that. He might do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that concludes tonight's show. Rest assured, we have a lot more ground to cover with these pups. So we'll be back next week, probably the week after. So <laughs> don't go anywhere. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Jackson and Cody, for joining us. Well, thank you again for thank having you. us. As always, I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. See you soon. <laughs>